Hello. So our goal was to watch Superman and Lois and watch the uh, South Park thing. Uh-huh. But one of our neighbors came in and asked her a bunch of social security crap. So we had our plans pushed back by about half an hour. So I was able to get Superman and Lois in and about half of the South Park thing. So I have to go back and finish that later. Yeah, I had no idea that uh, South Park was back. And you said that I Googled. I was like, oh, shit, apparently it came out at 8. So I missed it. They'll probably rerun it later. So. Oh, they'll rerun it 17,000 times by Sunday. I mean, you know, that's what they always do. Okay, so uh, welcome to the BT. My name is John Macy. I'm joined this evening by Josh Krugner. And this is our weekly uh, CW Arrowverse corner. I'm still calling it that, even though Arrow's no longer a thing. Yeah. yeah. They haven't started calling it the Flashverse, so I'm not going to, you know. So uh, where will we... I think we'll be focusing this evening on the second episode of of Flash Season 7, Speed of Thought. Yep. And... uh, Superman and Lois, episode three, The Perks of Not Being a Wallflower. Uh, where would you like to begin, sir? Uh, we can go chronologically. We'll start with Flash. Okay. Um, I thought this one was better. Uh, the ma- one of the main things that helped was uh, Chester P. Get Off My Fucking TV. Got Off My Fucking TV. And, yeah. Uh, it had some of the real characters in it, which was great. Um, I do think I agree with you that their problem. This is all stuff they filmed last year because it just seems very contained, and I'm sure that's for a reason. Now, see, this one I thought they filmed this year because it looked like you know the hair was different, the women were wearing noticeable wigs. Chester was gone, and I'm like, maybe they couldn't get the actor back for this year or yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did question uh, one thing in a writing sense, and one thing in a like, this doesn't make any fucking sense sense. In a writing sense, if you're going to give him this like super speed thought thing, do it over multiple episodes. Like, Build to what that endpoint was this week. Right. So I'm thinking, and the only thing I'm basing this on is Mirror Mistress, when she's in her costume versus when she's not. It looked to me like noticeably different footage. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously she's an attractive woman. She's in good shape. I'm not saying she's fat, but her face is a little fuller in what I would call the now footage versus last year. Um, I'm thinking that they had part of it shot because we're talking about the three episodes leading into the big May finale, and that's what next week's looks like from the uh, the preview. Yep. Or at least the one before that. Any of the scenes where they were fighting her in costume looked like it was from last year. Everything else I think they shot now. So I think they're Frankenstein together a plot on the fly, and they just sure. rushed through that whole thing. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It seemed like... It seemed like something they normally would have played out longer than what they just did. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like they might have done it that way anyway. Um, I also question logically, like, when he was being, like, super utter Spock about it, like, why he felt 
saving Iris was Iris more, important. more important. Like, well, so I kept waiting for him to justify that, and then it was because she had seen Eva. Um, I thought you would like Spock, Barry. I thought as its own thing, it was okay. It's just more stuff that this show does with the Speed Force that I just it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did like the fake out where he had talked to the team and then we find out it was just a simulation he was running in his head. Yeah. Um, but then it was like the team had also anticipated that and they all came in to fight him and then he just like takes them out like Batman style, which was ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't mind Spock Berry. I just thought the whole thing like I thought there'd be no argument beyond like it's two people versus one, therefore the one has to die. Yeah, I didn't like it because right after the last episode with the whole well sacrifice, it kind of like, you know, demeans that to put Barry in this weird emotional state as if like, you know, he just lost some. I mean, I know that's what they're going for. They're like, oh, he relies too much on his heart. But then, like we said, you know, who jumps into the post creds? Yeah, I didn't think it would take long. I didn't think it would be that short. Like, I thought they'd go a couple episodes without him, but, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I like seeing Cisco again. That was good. And I think you almost needed him for this plot because he, he's the only character who could call Barry on his bullshit enough. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's back. I don't really know why he left. And I actually forgot. I thought they got Camilla and Singh out of the Mirrorverse last year. I guess they did. Right. I had forgotten that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, it definitely felt like treading water before, like you said. I'm sure next week would have been whatever their original finale for last year would have been. It definitely felt like treading water just to get to that without actually doing anything. Um, and I feel like that super speed thought thing would have played out more if they had, if they weren't just trying to force it in there. Yeah, I don't really get it because, you know, this is a power he's had in the comics. It's also, you know, it's like when the thinker basically took over the Flash. Uh, it happened post crisis towards the end. Jeff Johns, I uh, say 2005 ish with Wally. Um, like super intelligence is one thing it's you know having the intelligence and planning for shit this is almost like precognition and he knows things that he wouldn't have otherwise known so when they first did it i thought they were going to set up like oh it's because he had all the welds in his head and then i went back to what you said and i'm like oh are we going to see him like you know start channeling reverse flash uh but then it was like no it's just this new stupid power he gets and like yeah uh, the, the him being smart and thinking fast is fine. Him being an expert hacker that knows more than Cisco is ridiculous. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it was kind of like... I almost feel like if you do that with a different character other than Barry, it almost becomes like a... And they've done this too with the the version of Wells who lost his intelligence in whichever season that was. Probably the Thinker season, I think. Yeah. Um, it's not like Barry's fucking dumb. So then, no, I mean, Barry has always been a scientist, you know, even when he first showed up on Arrow, he was all like super nerdy scientist guy and he's reading quantum physics. Yeah. And stuff. He understands that stuff. But, you know, hacking was never his area. 
Yeah. I almost feel like they made it like the the precognition thing because otherwise it just would come off like he was already this smart. Who cares? Right. Or at least the general audience would have thought that. No, I agree. Uh, but I mean, the issue, I think you hit the nail on the head, was, you know, we're eight minutes, nine minutes in, and we basically ran through, pun intended, the whole episode. Yep, we didn't yeah. have to do the plot. The plot is Barry gets super smart. They make a plan to go in and rescue Iris. They briefly debate and then fight over if they save Iris or they save everybody. Uh, the only thing we didn't say is how, you know, emotionless Barry like completely bodies mirror Eva and exposes her. That's about it. Yeah. I didn't get that either. Like he did something that made her freak out on TV. Yep. Okay. All right. So that, I thought that was a simulation too. And I'm like, why is she flipping out on television? No, he, he exposed her, uh, you know, that, that the real one died. And then he played that clip on TV. Cause that's, you know, his power now. Oh, okay. All right. All right, I guess. I did kind of like, I think one of them said uh, after that when he was trying to justify doing that, and one of them was like, oh, and making her completely unstable right before we were going to go attack them. Real good idea. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought this one was better than last week. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how this show starts operating after they get through the the scripts they already had and get into whatever the new season was supposed to be. Um, yeah, because like I said, you know, next week looks like it's either the original planned finale or the one right before that. So I think they have like two episodes left with this Mirrorverse and then they'll go into the next thing. Yeah, I got to look up and see how many they're even planning on doing this year because it seems like a lot of this stuff is going to be shorter. Yeah, I think everything was like 10 or 15 each. Hmm. Okay, I'm also going to look up the ratings for things before we get into that. No, I'm sure the ratings were great. I mean, it's the Flash is back, and everybody, you know, it still has viewers. Yep. Oh, I would expect it to be over a million again. But, yeah, I mean, uh, this one, I just felt like this was way better. Like, he was less mopey, um, and I was really annoyed by how mopey he was last week, because I just always really hate that. Um and I would like to see them, like, and I doubt they'll do this, but I'd love to see them maybe get out of the normal formula this show has. Like, if you go by the, kind of the map of every season, like, it starts off, he does something stupid that they have to fix, and then he gets all moping towards the end, and, like, you know, just try not doing that. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. I'm going to find the flash ratings first since we're talking about that. And, uh, hey, what were what were your thoughts on it in general? Um, like I said, I don't like the direction of the artificial speed force giving him this other power. Um, the stripping away his emotion thing didn't make sense to me in context. I mean, you know, what they set up as its own thing, sure, I get it. And I just think tonally it was not a good idea to put it immediately after the Wells episode. But, you know, like we said, he comes back. So the, the post-credits, we have the death of the original Earth-1 Harrison Wells. 
It shouldn't even yep. exist anymore in terms of the new post-crisis CW multiverse uh, being killed by the reverse Flash, and then he magically comes back to life. And uh, now because Thawne ran and... over his corpse. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. I don't know. It was red lightning, so that might have been Barry. I don't know. Yeah, no, I red, could... red. Yeah, red is um, what's his face? Yeah, that's Thawne, right? Yeah. I watched that bit like twice because I was just like, wait, he came back because uh, Thawne ran over his grave? Is that like ectoplasmic fertilizer? It was very Back to the Future 3 to me. Yeah. I'll be interested to see where... I'm back from the future. I'll be interested to see where that goes. I'm I'm certainly always happy to see Tom Cavanaugh. It'll be interesting to see if this is if this is Wells without the the Thawne possession thing, we've never seen that. No, we've, so like, no, we've only seen that Wells in flashback. So it would be interesting to me to see, like, you know, this guy who maybe would have no clue who Barry is and would remember the other two from years before any of this show took place. So, I mean, if anything, that's kind of an interesting way to kind of reset that character a little bit. Yep. Um, so ratings wise, we have, um, if last week the premiere, I guess the final ratings for the premiere were, uh, 998,000. This one dropped slightly to 989,000. Okay. So respectable. Um, well, again, we'll see how many they end up doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I almost kind of feel like, uh, there's not a lot to go over here because it was very, it was solid. And I mean, the, the points that it makes are just what, how much you agree with the, the intelligence thing or how they presented it. I mean, um, I do want to credit the, uh, the gravitas of Jesse L. Martin, by the way, uh, Mm -hmm. something that, because I was, I was watching the beginning and when he gave that speech over the, I mean, it wasn't really well Nash's grave or anything, but when he gave that speech about how, you know, the bad guys don't have what we have as far as like family or whatever. Right. If anyone else on the show had said that, I would have been like, Oh, this is just stupid, uh, stupid soap opera bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then the second Jesse O. Martin says it, I was like, yep. Okay. I, I, I get that. All right. So, I mean, it's it's still that, but at least he sells it in a way where you're not like, oh, my God, shut up. Yeah, no, I was very, very happy to see that he was back. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, and it's it's an inherently better show when he's when he's there. Yes, definitely. Um, like, you know, he's also the the other character other than Cisco who can call Barry on all of his bullshit. When you get this far into a season, which, you know, technically it's the back end of the previous one, Barry needs to be called on a lot of his bullshit at that point. Um, so, I mean, it made sense to me to have him around more. And I, you know, I like the fact that the the other characters who we were bitching about last week are either not there or very, very quiet. Um, I don't mind the other one, the girl but they don't they don't seem to have much of a clue what to do with her um allegra 
Yeah, because she was so tied to Nash. I don't know what they what they would do with her now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and maybe once once they get through all this the stuff with the past season, maybe they'll uh, have something worked out for that. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if these shows, like the cast on these shows, get too big, and then they don't. You know, they have a bunch of characters they just don't bother to write for. Um. So. But I'm happy to see it back again. Um, I almost think kind of, at least for me, like, and not that Corey and I have been, like, super depressed over the course of this last year or whatever, but just something that's, you know, the the thing I think I'm taking out of these CW shows in general, with the exception of uh, of Woke Message Woman, is, um, you know, say what I will... Say what we will about you know, the flaws of Superman and Lois and whatnot. I just kind of get this general positive vibe off of it that I don't know if I would normally get. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So um, I know we don't have a lot on the Flash, but it's got to do a little more to be. So that oh, I got a comment on the 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 Mirror Mistress costume, by the way, because mm-hmm. not not particulars of it, but like. They showed it during a lot of the previews for this week with that thing of Barry Intercut saying, oh, I called in some help. And they showed it just really fast, and I thought it was Black Lightning's kids. <laughs> and I was just like, how the fuck are they there? Like, what? <laughs> like, knowing that Black Lightning films in a completely different city and that they're probably not trying to, like, integrate people all that much... Um, and then I, they kept, I kept seeing that preview, and I was like, why are Black Lightning's kids there? That makes no sense. And then I saw that, that she was actually wearing that. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, I think there's definitely this – this was an improvement over last week, which I found very boring. And this at least, you know, even though this also still seemed kind of limited in what they actually did, um, at least it seemed to be going somewhere. Uh, can you explain that Super Bowl thing to me that he invented that uh, made no sense? Not really. It was just there to set up for Barry using it later. Yeah, and also I also don't understand why he needed that to take them all out. Like, couldn't he have just done it himself? <laughs> I, I don't understand how Killer Frost was able to inject Velocity 10, get super speed, and then throw ice lightning. Like, none of it made sense. Yeah, had some cool visuals, but yeah, as it was going on, I was like, "Why is she able to do that?" What? Yep. Um, it was nice to see her again, though. I mean, as much as I, I kind of dislike the 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 aesthetics of the Killer Frost thing. I think it just looks kind of dumb mm-hmm. a lot of the time, like the makeup and all that. It looks kind of stupid, but I do like her, and I think she plays that really well. Um, but you know, and I think they've actually. I was very skeptical at first when they started to make the Killer Frost end of it more of a character than it had been. And other than the appearance of it, I'm pretty much sold at this point. Um, And that's been going on for quite some time now. Now, you need to, when we finish this, Google 80s Killer Frost. Okay. And then Google Killer Frost from the Injustice video games. Because if you think that Daniel Pannebecker looks terrible... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my only experience with Killer Frost in the books is um, 
they did a, a rebirth Justice League of America that she was in with like the Ryan Choi Adam and the Ray and Lobo. Uh, so I have a little bit of, of comic knowledge with that character, not much. Okay, I didn't even know they had that team. Yeah, they they went through like three or four iterations of the Justice League during that during that whole run, um, and that was I can't even remember everyone who won that team. But uh, shall we go on to the other one? Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how much we get out of this one. Yep. Um, I yeah we we had talked about this a little bit before this recording and you had mentioned that it's turning into a lifetime show for you. Um, um yeah. And I can definitely see that because there's there's not like and Corey and I were talking about this cuz she she watches this with me. So I was saying, you know, they're they're somehow doing a Superman show with very little Superman that, you know, say what you will about the particulars, but, like, I'm still enjoying it, even though I probably shouldn't be. Um, well, I wouldn't go so far as to say you shouldn't be. I mean, there are definitely people enjoying it, genuinely. Um, I'm pretty much not at this point, and right. I'm not surprised. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's it's a Superman show, but it's also like an hour long drama about parenting and and teenage relationships and depression. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say why I I feel like I'm enjoying it, even though I shouldn't be because I want more of what I think you want out of a Superman show and I'm not getting it, but I still somehow enjoy it because you know, I know in recent years they've done the thing where they, in the comics, where they had the kid, but like I think I said last week, they don't really deal with it all that much. And they right. don't, and when they do deal with it, they don't deal with it in a like, how do I actually parent sense? It's more just like, how do I teach this kid not to break the world in half? Is basically the most they do. And I'm no, I'm sure the show's going to get to that. But um, I find myself almost purely on the strength of Hecklin's performance and the fact that I don't want to kill the children still enjoying it somehow, even though I, I, as we're watching it, I'm sitting and turning to my wife and going, I need more stuff where he's actually doing anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still enjoying it. It's, it's, it's like paradoxical how weird it is to me. So there's three things I want to hit on. um, But I guess first we should do what we usually do. And we'll just do the brief synopsis of the episode parts right. as a whole. Sure. Uh, so you you do that, and then I'll jump into the three things. Cause... Okay. So in this one, and I just watched this, and we'll see how, how my recall goes. Um, so Clark is doing the unemployed farmer thing still. They should almost call this show Clark Kent Unemployed Farmer. <laughs> um, Lois is trying to, you know doing her expose thing on Morgan Edge still. She has some person come to her where her son was working for him and then just suddenly disappeared from some plant or something. And then the stuff with the kids was like Jordan was getting bullied and the powers almost went off again. And I have a theory about that. We'll get into that. I can't remember if we actually talk about this or not. 
Uh, we did, but I, I definitely have things to say on that. Part. Right. But I have a theory about how the powers are going to work. Um, so then, you know, uh, Jordan somehow decides to go out for the football team. Uh, and he's actually pretty good. And uh, so John's like conflicted in that, you know, I should say something to my father about this because this is probably bad. But John, it was actually the MVP of this episode for me in a weird way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, they, they wrote John or they are writing John to just be like, like you, you cannot hate him. Like he's yeah. just like the best person on yeah. the show. Because, I mean, Clark, you know, in a way that makes sense, Clark is very much like, well, you can't do that. That's that's bad. You're going to kill somebody or something. And then John just very, very, in a very reasoned way, which is why I named myself in this recording, John Kent, voice of reason, mm-hmm. says, yeah, but you know his powers aren't that, aren't he doesn't have that much. So maybe what little he has just makes him equal to everybody else. Right. You know, and so, you know, then I, Clark, I guess, decides to let him continue to play football, um, which was interesting. And of course he gets himself put on the coaching staff too. Uh, so I'm sure it'll be more uh, parental bonding and whatnot. Um, I did. And, you know, I got, I kept, we had that discussion about how you think this is basically a lifetime show and like, that beginning where they're like painting the house and they get into that like paint fight or whatever. And I was just like, yes, I can see what he means, but I was still just like, okay, I'll go with it. That's fine. You know? Um, And one of the other things I forgot to mention, and this will probably end up being important later is that Lois goes to meet with that woman who had let her in on the whole thing with Morgan edge in the factory. And, uh, some guy with power shows up to, I don't know what, what he, what he was going to do, kill her. Um, and then she hits the magic button that they have that will get Clark there in about 30 seconds. And there's a short fight there. And, and I don't like the fact that pretty much all of the, all of the Superman stuff is basically him being her bitch. But, yeah. Well, we kind of figured that would be the direction of the show. Yeah. I just, the one, the one thing I keep coming back to, and I did like the fact that there was no, there was no Captain Luther stuff this week. Like I think they realized they can't do that every single week, mm-hmm. without just whatever the point of it's going to be. They can't do it every single week without blowing that quicker than they want to. So the fact that it just wasn't even there this week uh, was, I think, a good sign. Um, maybe it'll give them time to figure out exactly what it is they want to do with it. Um, but, uh, you know, the one thing I'll keep saying is like, as much as I'm enjoying it, like where are the bad guys? Where's like the normal stuff? Right. You know, and as you know, and Corey and I were talking about it and she was like, well, this is very clearly very much a show where they're, they, they're choosing the focus on his children and the idea of him being a parent. And I said, that's fine. And you can still do that. But like, don't make it 90% of the show and then he like walks around in tights for for 10 minutes and you're done. You know, like there's a way to do that more evenly than this. Right, exactly. So, you know, again, it's not enough for me to suddenly hate it. I'm still enjoying it and it's primarily on 
on uh, Hecklin's performance. Maybe I'm, maybe some of it is because of, and again, because I've watched a lot of this stuff recently, maybe some of it is because of how much I hate Henry Cavill. Um, mm. And the fact that he actually seems to be, tr- Hecklin actually seems to be trying helps. Um, and the fact that I expected the kids to be insufferable and they're not, um, they're largely not. I mean, Jordan can get that way, but a lot of it's kind of understandable in a sense. Um, so, yeah, what were the things you wanted to hit before I blather on for another 15 minutes repeating myself? So the the three things that jumped out at me, as you know, I've been saying, I'm most interested and most watching for his power level. And if last week wasn't the clincher, this week was. Oh, he was basically that guy. He did. I mean, oh we basically God. have the full range of his abilities now, and he's easily like the weakest Superman ever. Maybe the animated series mm-hmm. is still weaker. I don't know. Um, in terms of that, like, yeah, he, he got completely fucking murked by that dude. Um, they are doing some very bizarre Superman staple retcons that I'm I'm definitely not a fan of, but I'm like, why would you go here? Uh, so the first one that, that really jumped out at me is in this version, he never told Lana. Oh, that's right. She knew when they were kids, right? Yeah, I mean, she was his first love. She was the first person he told. Oh, maybe. It... You know, that was like basically the whole basis of Smallville. But I mean, every time there's been a Clark and Lana in the comics since the Silver Age, like, yep. she always knew. Yep, and I remember, and I already knew that from what little... DC stuff I'd read before New 52, but well, like when New 52 starts, she's like his best friend in the world and she's shacking up with Steel. I mean, you know, so of course she's going to know that. You know, I've never seen a version of it where she doesn't. It didn't occur to me, but, you know. I just figured like it had to be just a gimme. And then as I'm watching this episode and there's the scenes with the two of them alone and she's not saying anything or asking anything, I'm like, oh. She doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to... I think they're. if they haven't already said this, I think they're going to say that Lois was the first person he ever told outside of his parents. Probably. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and you actually mentioned this, um, there is a Superman staple that goes back to the movie. I mean, actually, it goes back to the Silver Age, too, but, you know... Um, he never played football and that would have been really important in this episode. Instead, he never played baseball for some stupid ass reason. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, there's a line in the 78 movie where John Kent says, you know, you're bent for something greater than just scoring touchdowns, but he still played. And the whole point was in every iteration he plays, to prove that he can do it by keeping his powers in check, not hurting people, not showing off, and basically challenging himself to be normal. And it's part of the way of how he learns to be normal and, you know, act normal in terms of his actual movements and and keeping his power down. Which I think is what it sounds like. Now that you say that, I didn't really, I only sort of vaguely thought of it. That sounds like what they're going to try to do with Jordan here. So the, the Jordan thing, first of all, like, it, it's undeniable after this episode, and there's a, a part that really jumped out at me that I thought they were going to make a bigger deal out of, and they didn't. 
Jordan is a villain. I don't know if the writers know it yet, but they are absolutely writing Jordan as a villain. His powers work when he gets pissed off. I have a theory. About, he's, I have he's a theory no about different that. than one. I have a theory about that. It's not even that. My guess is because of last week how much they played up the twin garbage, and oh. then the fact that Clark takes them. To, oh, you Clark think it works when they're it in works when they're near when they're near each other. Oh, yeah. you think it's a Fenris? Yep. Though. Okay. Yep. And that and John's probably be... doing it unconsciously, but I think you're gonna find out that they both have powers of some kind, and they only work when they're near each other. That does make sense. I didn't initially think of yep. that because I, I just figured like they were just running with, you know, yep. John doesn't have powers because they want to bury him, and they're putting all the focus on Jordan. Uh, I did never realized that they named him Jordan for Jor-El. I guess, you know, I just hear Jordan, I think Hal Jordan, and I'm like, yeah. you know, why are they giving him a girl's name? Now I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that makes I just, sense. I just, thought, um, I just thought modern millennial kid names. I didn't realize it was even yeah. Jor-El until they said it. I, I hate the fact that they keep mentioning, like, their childhood, and they're like, you know, you were never around. And it's like, this is a show about him being a parent. And what we're finding out is he was a shitty parent who was never there, which that wouldn't be Superman. Right. But I think what they're trying to show, I mean, they're trying to show like the Peter Parker thing, like making the decision to do the Superman stuff takes him away from his children. You know? Right. But I mean, it. you know, I, I get that's their plot. I don't think it should, but you know, whatever. Um, so as far as, you know, going back to his powers, Obviously, the early part of the episode is about his super hearing. I love the scene where he's just doing the hearing. And again, we get the full scope and range of his powers. And then it makes sense. He checks in on the kids. The way they played it in terms of the scene and then the plot was that this is something he's done, you know, repeatedly. I'm sure he has, but that he was just listening. Right. I hated that because that's not what happened. Well, I also was listening to the exact confrontation. Because the way his powers work, and I thought he was going to bring it up later, Superman actually can hear when someone lies. Right. Their their heart beats differently, their blood pumps differently, and he calls them on it immediately. Right. So I thought he was going to throw that in Jordan's face when he was lying about the football thing. He was listening for Jordan getting pissed off and about to use his heat vision, and that's why he showed up. And then they never fucking referenced that again. Well, then they also that was my biggest knock of the episode because they you know obviously you want some level of drama between him and the kids because it's a a fucking cw show right but Mm -hmm. he could have said you know they they wrote him like an idiot to perpetuate that drama and that scene and after he takes them out of the school and they drive back to the farm and he goes well no i you know i wasn't doing that you know, and then they start, or Jordan starts calling him on it, and he goes, he doesn't say, like, I was listening because I could hear that you were getting in this shit with somebody, and I wanted to make sure he didn't blow his head off. He instead goes, well, I don't listen to you guys all the time. And it's like, the fuck, man? Yeah, like, he should have immediately said, you know why I yeah, was listening. He... Like, that's what, that's what Chris, I just picture... What would Christopher Reeve do? And that's exactly what yeah, he would have done. And I mean, and I don't, I don't fault, uh, I fault the writing in that moment in the interest of perpetuating the drama and stuff, because 
even the even the personality of this version of this character that Hecklin plays, I thought he was going to do that. Like, yeah, with what they've done up to this point, I thought he was very easily just going to say, you know, you were going to blow that fucking kid's head off. What was I supposed to do? Instead, right. he, instead he goes, well, I'm not always listening to you. <laughs> the the other thing, and this goes back to their writing Jordan as the villain. Jordan repeatedly went after a emotionally disturbed girl who had a boyfriend. And then he's like, they're bullying me. No, you, you're the aggressor repeatedly. Yeah. But I then liked the fact that they did the football thing and he like, he could have used that to be a further dick to that guy. And he wasn't. Right. So no, he, he did learning. do the right thing and he apologized and he helped them up. It's just, I don't understand what the scope of his powers are because like, you know, Yes, in context, what John said, he's the voice of reason. He's like, you know, maybe he's just as strong as regular kids. But the problem is, if Jordan is supposed to be this socially awkward, unathletic, bumbling kid, he wouldn't be good at football. Even if he was strong enough to, you know, hit people, he would be all bumbling and falling down. He wouldn't have any coordination. They put him on the field, and he's like, I can play football now. Yeah, I I did think... That was interesting too. You're right because you know you and I both follow sports to an extent, and it's like the kid is an avowed person who hates all sports pretty much, and then you put him on a football field and he's instantly smacking people around. Like you're not supposed to think that's because of the the powers and whatever. Like really, like he wouldn't even have the coordination or the know how to make those hits. He should have been tripping over his own feet. Yeah. But I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to grant it that they were trying to make a larger point, um, and they were trying to put John in a position to like, kind of, you know, keep Clark from doing like the most extreme thing possible and villainizing the kids some more. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to give them that. Uh, then there's uh, the the absolute worst writing for any Lois Lane I've ever seen, and that includes Amy Adams almost drowning herself twice. Okay. And that is... Lois Lane would never, ever try to pursue a story in this way and just fabricate sources and be like, you know, clearly this was Morgan Edge because I have a feeling. Right. Well, yeah, I found myself, you know, and I worked in that industry for a while. I mean, I wasn't anything of prominence. I was a clerk in a sports department, but you learn enough about how that whole industry works that, like, she's going to go based on that recording of the guy saying to his mother on a phone call that the whole thing's kind of fucked up. Like, I found myself agreeing with a small town editor chick there, like, this stuff has to be vetted. What are you doing? We have to make sure this is accurate before you go off and, and accuse people of shit. I mean, that's, that's a libel suit right there. I mean, exactly. Again, like these people have no, these people have no, you know, and I think they're doing a lot of things well in the writing sense, uh, because I already don't already hate this show. Like I do the other one. Um, but these people clearly have no clue how journalism works. Like you got to get a, you know, I th- I would think these, I've talked about how cheaply made these CW shows are. I would think you could at least have enough money somewhere for a consultant about how journalism works. You know, it's, yeah. it's just like, I don't know when the, when the person that you're 
trying to sell as like the small town hick paper writer is telling like the most prominent reporter in the fucking universe about how like source integrity works and you got a problem. Yep. You know, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not quite at the point where I'm tuning out everything she does, but if they continue, if they continue down this path with this, with this whole thing with her and Morgan edge in this way, it's going to be hard for me not to tune out any scene involving that. Yeah, and I mean, then that's basically going to be the whole scope of the show from her angle. Yeah, and our, I know we talked about this a little bit last time maybe, but are we not acknowledging that Morgan Edge has been played on a different show by a different person, like, at all? Um, he was on Supergirl, Yeah, right? he was on Supergirl, played by Adrian Pazdar. And that guy is not... <laughs> You know, I know they're not they're they don't always use continuity between them all, and whatever. But that guy clearly is not Adrian Pazdar. I mean, they could just chalk it up to you know post crisis, different universe, yep. different they person. Could. They could, and that's that's what I'm going to choose to take from it because otherwise, I'm going to sit there and hang up on it every time he walks in. Uh, not that he was even in this one, but um, so what do you think the deal with that guy with the powers was? I don't know. I thought they were supposed to be Kryptonians. Yeah. I, I figured they came from the Captain Luther planet. And then I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I, I was, uh, the, is it technically a post credits thing? The, uh, the thing where that guy that had the confrontation with Clark and Lois in the hotel is driving. And then he gets heat vision by a woman who said, who's talking to somebody on the phone yeah, so I mean that's why I figured they yeah. were Kryptonians because they they definitely had the powers. I took a half second, and that scene was shot so darkly. I took a half second. I was like, "Is that Kara? What?" Yeah, no, it definitely yeah. wasn't. And I mean, I realized very quickly that of course they're not going to have the lead of one of their other shows do that. But I had a half second of like, "Well, we know there aren't that many Kryptonians around." So, um, yeah, I would say again that this. This is somehow oddly doing enough for me to keep me interested, even though it's not really doing a lot of the stuff that I thought I would have wanted. Um, well, I mean, I'm definitely going to drop out for the show for uh, for now, but, you know, week to week, if something comes up, you think, like, I definitely need to see yeah. it. Let me know, and I'll on-demand it before yep. we record. Otherwise, I mean, uh, you know, every week we'll do the recaps, and then you can yeah, just fill I'll me in. I'll bring it up in here if we're going to – we're obviously going to continue to do this for the things we are watching. But um, I also could have done without um, – although maybe now that it's finally out on the table, they'll, they won't bring it up so much. But I was confused by um, that scene at the beginning with Lana and Kyle taking the kid to a doctor. Because the way they were talking about it, I was like, does the kid have fucking cancer? That's what I thought, right? too. And then it was so much worse. And then it was just it was just Lana bitching about the fact that she doesn't talk to her about the therapy. And it's like, but you're not supposed to do that. Like, I, yeah. I'm in therapy. You're not supposed to do that. You know? Yeah, it was a whole plot where they were, like, setting up her daughter's depressed and she tried to kill herself. And then Lana's like, Why? And it's like, unless you're going to find out that, like, it's because she was threatened by Morgan Edge or Kryptonians, like, don't bring this subplot up. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't mind, like, the whole 
you know, that plot, that thing in the middle where they had the conversation about, like, why did you do it? And she finally tells her why. But, like, if you're going to do that, do it further in. Because, like, there hasn't been enough of this for me to care about that version of Lana or the kid yet. So, like, you're just wasting my time with, like, ten minutes of, like, but why? But, Mom, you're a dick. But why? But, Mom, shut up. (laughs) You know, like, I don't, you know, it's just, and... I just, can we give, I know he wasn't in a lot of this, but can we give her husband, like, some actual subtlety somewhere? Could we really? No, he's just supposed to be asshole like, guy. And I gave him credit for the, in the first two episodes, like, the, the speeches he gave, like, the red state versus blue state speeches did not make me want to kill somebody. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, could we give him, you know, shades of anything? Um... Because it's just, it's getting old already, and it's like I I don't want the uh, the Lana and Kyle marriage counseling episode, but I feel like it's coming. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously you're gonna drop out of this for now, I think, and I will continue to bring it up in here. We'll probably talk about the ratings and stuff, as I think the ratings for this entire universe are interesting because I think it now has an expiration date on it. Um, <laughs> So this will still be mentioned, but we're not going to put, you know, main main review energy into this unless there's something of particular interest. Um, Ratings-wise, this one actually went up a little bit from last week. Uh, yeah, because it's getting great word of yeah. mouth, so people are checking it uh, out. I'm not surprised. Last week's final ratings came in at 1.238 million uh, this week's, and this is just from... This is just, you know, these this aired last night as we're recording this now. Um, so I'm sure these might even adjust more over time. But uh, this week's came in at 1.252 million. So it's a slight increase, actually, which you don't see very often with pretty much anything anymore. Um, yeah. So, yep, I think there are new episodes of both of these next week. I do know that they did say that... Um, Superman and Lois will be taking a short break for whenever they decide to start Supergirl up, which I think is pretty soon. Um, that's obviously heading into its final season. We'll see how that goes. Um, that I probably will be watching too, and that, that'll at least get a mention in here. If it's That one might only get a mention if it's particularly interesting, because at this yeah. point I feel like I'm watching that purely out of momentum, and I feel like I've got however many years it is invested in it already, but I don't really care that much. Um, so my guess is that won't get a lot of, uh, time and energy in here. Um, so was there anything else you wanted to bring up in general with these things? Uh, no, that's it for these. Well, I just had a thought too. What would you, you know, obviously we haven't seen, uh, what, um, what, uh, Technically, season seven of The Flash even is yet because they're still running through the prior scripts. What would you, you know, and you have more uh, wider base knowledge of The Flash than I do, but what would you like to see them do this year that they haven't already done? Oh, I'm definitely all in for Chain uh, Lightning. Actually, I, I uh, you know, and I generally keep track of, like, who the actors are that show up in the guest credits and all that stuff. And I forgot, uh, I thought that the guy, the name of the guy who played Singh was the guy who played Eddie for a minute. 
mm-hmm. and they sh- and the guy who played Sing's name came up in the credits, and I thought it was going to be Eddie, and I was like, oh wait, they're going to do that thing that Josh said. Oh wow. Yeah, no, I, that's I'm waiting for that name yeah. to pop up because I'm, I'm going to have to go yeah. back and look it up. I don't remember what his name was. He hasn't been on it in so long. Um, yeah, so uh, there will be a Batwoman airing on Sunday the 14th. Um, it was not, uh, or no, yeah, there is one. Okay, I looked. Yeah, there is one. There was not one this past week for some stupid award show or whatever. Um, the Grammys is on on uh, Sunday, so I'm actually kind of surprised they're running out there. Um, I would think that might be something they might uh, want to avoid, but uh, whatever. They probably had enough of those things already between the Super Bowl and whatever else. So we'll see how that one goes, and we'll obviously get back into Flash too. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't really have much else. These are these last two are not bad. They're just kind of like neutral, not not good or bad enough in either direction that you could really go on about them too much. Um, so I guess that's where we're leaving it. Um, as far as uh, future stuff, we are going to be recording the uh, our re- review show for WandaVision in the next few days um, and the, the, the preview show for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, that will probably actually be tomorrow, uh, which... Well, actually, you will be getting this tomorrow, so that probably means nothing to you, audience. Um, as I did mention on uh, one of my solo pods this past weekend, Josh, I don't know if you are aware of this or not. We do have, I don't know if it was like somebody clicked on it by accident, uh, we do have someone who listened to something in Japan, which I thought was hey. interesting. So if that person ends up listening to this, hello, person in Japan, we know you're there. Uh Send us some sort of signal if there's something you'd like us to continue to do. Um, we are also on Apple Podcast now. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but apparently it did. There's probably some... I think there's a process that the thing that we use to record will do that for you if you tell it to, and apparently I did that, and now it is. So um, if that's your your preferred podcast method, feel free to subscribe to us there, and that way you don't miss anything. Um Definitely. Welcome to all new listeners and old. We appreciate you, and we'll, uh, yes, we we'll do. keep doing it. All 12 of you. We love you very much. <laughs> and I know that because the, the, the aggregators tell me how many people are listening to this. <laughs> but Hey, you oh, start yeah. with 12, and it just no, goes I'll, from there. You know, I'm fine with whatever we end up getting, as long as we're having fun doing it. I don't give a shit either way. Um, yeah, so look for our... Uh, MCU stuff uh, coming up soon. Probably by this weekend we'll have that out to you. Um, we do have an open week next week. I we gotta you know maybe on the recording tomorrow night we'll talk about what we want to do with that. I mean we do have some things that could be moved up or we could just not do anything. Um, so we'll see what we want to do there. Uh, thank you for joining me, Josh. No, of course. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back sometime next week to do these shows again and uh, have a great evening, everyone.